Hey everybody, this is Claudius from the band Possessed and Power Shift. You are listening to Mike Peacock on Misery Point Radio. Jabronis, thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. Definitely stoked to have you on board for this metal-fueled blast from the past. And let me just say, you'll be glad you skipped that sixth Zoom meeting today and tuned in here instead, because we've got a very special guest who is with us many moons ago, making a return trip to talk about a brand new project, as well as give some updates on what else has been going on since we last talked. So I'm excited to bring you Chapter 2, the long-awaited and long-overdue sequel you've all been dying for. You're welcome. So that being said, today's returning victim is none other than Claudius Creamer, legendary shredder from pioneering death metal band Possessed. The last time Claudius and I talked on the show, Possessed had just released a single Abandoned and was gearing up to release the long-awaited album Revelations of Oblivion, which went on to literally change the world. We kicked off this conversation by chatting about that album, its reception, and my unforgettable experience seeing them live with False Prophet in Oakland, California. And though we could have talked for hours about Possessed, the whole point of this chat was to talk about his new band, Power Shift, a melodic yet brutal thrash and power metal-inspired masterpiece. Claudius caught me up on the origin of the band, its concept, the other heavy-hitting players, their first single and video survived, and the band's plans for the future, putting to rest any notion that this is simply a side project or a space filler. Make no mistake about it, Power Shift came onto the scene with a fucking nuclear blast, see what I did there, and are already making a huge impact. And judging by the reception they're already getting, I have no doubt they'll be in it for the long haul. So, put down those Clorox wipes, take off that hazmat suit, and grab yourself a delicious Nuka-Cola. You ready for this? Check it out. Hey, Claudius, welcome to the show. Good to talk to you again. Thanks for joining me today. Ah, thank you for having me, Mike. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah. You know, uh, the last time we chatted, uh, Revelations of Oblivion hadn't quite been released yet. You guys had just released... uh, couple of singles and, and you're getting ready to release and now here it is a year and some change later that time has flown by just insanely insanely fast uh that album really went on to do phenomenally well i mean we all knew it would do well but it, i think it did better than anybody anticipated what's your take on that you know i think it did really really well i'm really uh, we're all really stoked about how you know the outcome um Gosh, it actually hit 11 on the U.S. pop charts. I saw that. Yeah, it cracked the Billboard, which was amazing. And it hit like, I don't know, seven or eight or something on the U.K. metal charts, which on the U.K. side of things, I mean, they've kind of been known to support metal, I think, on the mainstream a little bit longer. But to see that on Billboard and shit, yeah, that that blew my mind. Uh, I remember opening up a feed and it's like cracked the top 10. I was like, holy crap, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty epic, you know. Yeah, the uh, that show that show for me, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but there's a funny story about that. So I was standing on the side of the stage uh, by where Dan stands and I get this message from Scott 
And he's like, hey, can you come help out Emilio? And I was like, oh, okay, what's up? I go back there, and apparently the tapestry was hitting Emilio's symbols and uh, was muting his symbols. So I, I played the, or sat the rest of the set back there behind his drum set, holding that fucking 200-pound tapestry back <laughs> from his symbols and watched, watched the whole thing from back there. It was really cool. And feeling the, the pulse from that drum set just hitting me in the chest from behind it was just an absolutely insane experience. Uh, I don't think I'll ever forget that. That was, that was pretty crazy. That was an epic show. I mean, that's probably one of the craziest shows I've ever played because we had like six security guards on the front of the stage. Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was no barrier. So the crowd was just on stage and it was just insanity. Yeah. And yeah. it was a long set. I remember thinking, wow, how many songs are they going to play? I mean, it was great as that tapestry got really heavy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it sound, everything sounded great. That room sounded good. Everything about it sounded really good. Um, and of course, you know, Prophet killed it. You guys killed it. Um, that, yeah, that was just a fantastic experience. And, you know, chatting with you and chatting with Paul, uh, that was just really just a, just a great all around time it was like a little mini vacation for me. And I had never been to, uh, to Oakland before I was really surprised. It actually reminded me a lot of Seattle, kind of the way that area is kind of situated. It reminds me of downtown Seattle, actually quite a bit, beautiful area, great waterfront, kind of a happening joint. Um, definitely would love to get back there again and, and check that out in, in another capacity. Definitely. Yeah. Great venue, Oakland Metro. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome place. You know, that uh, that video also for for Graven, uh, pretty badass. Uh, Peter Stormare, of course, being the super badass dude that he is. Um, I remember talking. Now, there was some kind of a documentary that he was going to be involved in. Now, was that the five part thing that got released or are we talking about two separate things altogether? It's a separate thing altogether. It's going to be a full documentary on the best the and uh, basically the story of Jeff Becerra. So. Yeah. And that hasn't come out yet then. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out. There's, there's some kind of a holdup on it right now, but sure. Well, there's a holdup yeah. on a lot of stuff right now. So, <laughs> you know, not, uh, not surprising. So, uh, well, you know, anyway, lots of cool stuff with possessed. I just wanted to share those memories with you. That was pretty awesome. But really today we're here to talk about your epic new project, uh, with, uh, power shift. So, you guys kind of came out of nowhere with this announcement, right? There was like a Facebook post and then boom, there's a video single. And then all of a sudden people are like, where the hell did this come from? So kind of tell us about how the project got started, how you guys all got together. I know that there's some history between some of y'all and I know who's in the band, but why don't you just introduce everybody else that's in the band and kind of tell us how the whole thing came to be. Well, uh, it was September last year. Um, I just had all this music in my head and uh, I started writing and recording songs and uh, you know, I've known Greg for many, many years. Um, you know, I used to uh, tech for Testament and I was also Alex Skolnick's uh, sub. So if Alex couldn't play, I would step in and play. Right. Um, and you know, the whole dragon Lord thing with Eric Peterson. So that's sure. kind of how I got into that. And so I've just known Greg for many years and we've always talked about doing a project together, you know, and, um, that's kind of how this came about. Um, and Jim Settle, the singer, I met him last year 
for the first time, uh, him and Greg were doing a uh, podcast and they asked me to come in and do the podcast with them. And Jim was just super cool. And, you know, he's a great singer. Um, you know, he's got a couple great bands he's in too, a hand of fire yeah, and a uh, vengeance, you know? Um, so we just kept talking about it and talking about it. And it's like, well, I have some songs written. Uh, let's see what, what comes of it. So I sent them to Jim and, uh, he sent back vocal tracks on it. It sounded great. So we just started pressing on, you know? And this was so, something that you were writing music specifically, not possessed material. Like you just wanted to do something else as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, you know, I like all different kinds of music. So, Typically, what I would write would be more of a power metal vibe, right? Right. Like the Serpent and Seraph stuff, for example, you know, um, more like that, you know. Um, so I just have that comes out of me very easily. So um, I've just been writing these songs really quickly. And um, we are one song away from the full length album being done. Okay. So, yeah, great. I was going to ask you about that. So clearly, I, I think that the perception was that this was kind of like a, oh shit, here's COVID, we need something else to do project. But really, this has kind of been on the fire for quite some time. Yeah, in a sense, yes. Actually, yesterday was going to be our very first show. <laughs> um, but it got canceled, of course. Uh, it was going to be the uh, Iron Mountain Metal Festival in Redding, California. Yeah. Uh and it was gonna the whole bunch of bands. Uh, we were gonna be main support for Vicious Rumors. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But yeah, that got canceled. So, but yeah, you know, so it goes. A lot of stuff's getting canceled. So, uh, and of course, Greg's been on the scene for a very long time, and uh, there's a lot of tie-in with the other guys in the band. Now, who's who's drumming for you currently? Currently. Um, I've actually got Gabe Sieber. Okay. From Sacramento. Um, uh, the Kennedy Vale. He's also toured with Abath and so many other, I think, just incredible bands. The guy's an unbelievable, amazing drummer. Yeah. Um, we had Jason Borton from Jungle Rock. He was originally going to do it with us, but uh, he had to. Um, he had a lot of uh, other things he had to deal with, you know, life type stuff. So I called up Gabe Sieber, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'll do it." So right on. That's where we're at. So as far as the the recordings go, um, are you having? Is there going to be two different drummers on the recordings, or have you been uh, rocking with your current guy for a while now? Well, we haven't actually uh, worked with Gabe yet. Okay. Uh, all recordings, uh, Jason did two of the songs, and I've done the other five. So between playing and programming, you know, because uh, I play drums as well. So I did not know that. Uh, yeah. So I wound up doing... Like I said, you know, he did two of the uh, songs and I did the other uh, five so far. 
Right on. That's kind of like uh, like yeah. Todd Latore from Queensryche. Nobody really realized what an epic drummer this guy was. And then their new album comes out, and they're like, holy shit, Todd played drums on the album. Uh, so, yeah, hey, Emilio, watch out, you know, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got plan B, plan B right in the house, right? <laughs> so you guys yeah. have been, uh, you've been writing material for a while. Uh, you've got uh, one one song kind of left um, before you have, quote unquote, a a full length album. Um, so what stage, I mean, are we still in the, still in the rough recording stages now? Are you working with, with, uh, Juan as far as, is he working on your album with you or did he just do kind of the one single? Uh, no, he's been mixing and mastering the whole thing. And what we've done is, uh, as we complete a song, I send Juan the tracks, he mixes and masters it. Uh, so it's already mixed and mastered all the way up to seven songs. That's crazy. So as opposed to mixing the whole project at once, he's, uh, I assume that that gives him the ability to really take his time then with each song and uh, kind of work his magic. Uh, he's, of course, a, a legend yeah, in the metal industry for, for working with, you know, bands like uh, Testament and Exodus and, you know, tons of others uh, kind of out there in the world for a long time. So how did you get hooked up with him? Oh man, I've known Juan forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, he actually, he mixed our tears of Nevian song. Oh, for serpent and Sorrow. Yeah. He mixed and mastered that and recorded Cass's vocals too. That's awesome. So it was kind of just a natural yeah. fit when you guys were getting ready to record. So you just reached out and said, Hey, check this out. I got a new project going on. Well, yeah, uh, Jim Settle is actually best friends with Juan as well. So, you know, they hang out like every day. So it was kind of like a no-brainer, really, you know. Yeah. We all know Juan. We've all worked with Juan for years, you know. So it just kind of fell into place. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, the mix sounds really good. He's got a very distinctive... I don't want to say formula, but his stuff is really tight, really percussive. Um, it still has that kind of old school vibe to it, but it, it has the all the polish you want of having a modern sound without it sounding, I don't know, producery, if that's a word. Um, doesn't sound, you know, yeah, yeah, overproduced. It doesn't sound like that at all. It's really tight. It's it's really awesome. So definitely looking forward to hearing, you know, what else you guys have coming out. Are you planning on releasing more singles before the album's done? Um, you know, we've, we've tossed around the idea of releasing another video. Oh, um, so we might be doing that here soon. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get these songs out there because, <laughs> you know, they're so killer and they're, you know, they're from the heart, you know? Sure. It's, uh, basically just let it fly, you know, what's coming out of me. So I just more emphasis on songwriting and you know the song as a whole versus you know ah, you know <laughs> um that's a that's a pretty good representation you know, right there yeah <laughs> i mean it's great i love playing fast and everything you know i love all the technical death metal stuff i love all that but it's also nice to pull back and really focus on a song writing and you know 
not have to shred constantly, you know? Right, right, yeah. You guys, uh, Possessed is pretty shred-tastic, that's for sure. So you're taking on kind of the yeah. solo the solo guitarist element though. So you're, you're doing the rhythms and the leads as the one guitar guy. Did anybody else come in and help out with any guitar tracks or is that just all you? Just me. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Just me. And then of course, Greg recorded all his bass tracks. Greg's incredible. Yeah. His tone is unbelievable, you know? So, yeah, he has a really awesome tone. He's also got that really what I consider to be a very unique style for metal players. It kind of has an almost jazzy, bluesy kind of a flow to it. Um, he's definitely renowned as having a very unique style in the industry. I, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more uh, from from him. Um, that bass mix on actually on uh, Survive is really cool too because you can hear all the instruments really well. And I think that... Uh, his bass tone really kind of pops out in that too, which is killer. It's kind of an unfortunate thing that sometimes in the metal industry, you know, with the wrong mix, sometimes the bass tends to get buried, especially if it's just doubling guitar tracks. But what's cool about Greg's style is that he doesn't really double guitar tracks. So um, it kind of really helps make it stand out quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you know just by hearing who it is, you know. <laughs> that's that's Greg, you know. Yeah. So you guys released, uh, you know, Survive as as the first single. And I, I guess, you know, off the air, you and I were kind of talking a second ago, um, you know, regarding kind of the world and, and the state of things. Now, this track to me seems very politically driven. Am I reading into that wrong? You know, that track is a is like a representation of what's going on in the world right now. Right. You know, and that's why we we released that one first. Because, you know, like on the video, you, you literally see the rioting and, and the, the madness, you know. Sure. So that's why we, we released that one first. Um, just because I think everybody can kind of relate to that song right now. Yeah. You know, no matter what side spectrum they're on, you know, you can, you know, everybody obviously can see what's going on, you know, and. I guess it's just uh, up to them how, you know, how it makes them feel, you know? Yeah, it's up for your own uh, personal interpretation. Do you think that uh, the rest of the songs, I mean, do they all have their own separate ideas and separate themes? Is this, is that just happens to be that song and then the other songs are going to be totally different kinds of songs? Um, I would say they all have their own unique stamp. You know, it's not, uh, it's not all political. Um, one of the a couple of the other songs are really um like uh love stories actually almost oh cool yeah like uh you know one's kind of um uh a bad relationship or a relationship gone wrong kind of thing you know sure um yeah it's uh they're all pretty unique in their own way you know yeah and who's doing the lyrics is this uh is this all a gym thing yeah that's yeah. Jim. Yep. Yeah, he writes great lyrics. Yeah, not only does he write great lyrics, but he's got an amazingly powerful, versatile voice. The dude can do amazing clean singing, but also pull off the screams and the growls and get really intense. He's definitely a vocal powerhouse, that's for sure. And now that being said, I think now is the perfect time to check out that song. So here it is, the first single from Power Shift. This one's called 
survive. Yeah, no, that that video is very powerful video. And uh, I'd be curious to see if you release another video, uh, you know, what else what else you guys have to say with that. So is that something you think, you know, you you know, is going to happen? Are you teasing us with that? Or is it something we can look forward to here in the in the pretty near future? 
I could say look forward to it. Yeah. The the one we're going to release next is a really killer tune. You'll love it. Um, but I actually sang the chorus on it. So it's like I'm actually singing on this stuff too with Jim. So it's really cool. So you sang as as kind of like a as a background vocal, or you're singing the chorus? I'm singing the chorus. Yeah. Oh my god, you just blew my mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and what's funny about that one is Jim was having a hard time with the chorus, right? So. You know, he sent me all the words, and I go, well, let me see. Let me mess around with it and see what I can come up with. So I laid it down and sent it to him, and he's like, oh, that sounds great. He goes, let's just do that. Like, really? Okay. You know, so uh, we just wound up keeping it, and it turned out pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, Part of the beauty, I guess, of having a a home studio is that you've kind of got time to really lay out ideas, lay out tracks, try them different mixes, different sounds, different, you know, preamps and, and whatever. Yep. So, uh, plus just time to experiment. So that's, I would have never in a million years, uh, expected to hear that. That's, that's a pretty awesome announcement. What are the chances, uh, did you get a chance to get, uh, Cass involved in any of this? Is she doing any kind of background vocals or anything? You know, we tried and tried and tried to get her to Jim. Jim was like almost begging her to, <laughs> But the, here's a funny story. So we're down here in the studio and we're practicing and we're working on songs and we're working on lyrics and vocals. And you can hear Cass upstairs singing the parts. Yeah. It was <laughs> So we're like listening. You can hear her singing it because, you know, the, the real catchy stuff. Right. So sure. she's singing the parts. And Jim's like, man, we got to get her to sing something, you know. Well, give it a try. I mean. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, she wasn't having it. Now that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I I get that. She's kind of got her own thing going on there. So, but uh, hey, Cass, hope to hear you singing again sometime. Uh, so that's right. cool, though. You guys got you got some really cool material in the works. You're pretty far along on the project. Um, what do you think? Just if you had to guess, I mean, is this something that we'll hear in like a full thing by the end of this year, or are we kind of getting into next year before you think we'll see a release on it? Uh, unfortunately with the COVID thing, um, a lot of the labels aren't releasing until next year. Sure. Um, so my idea is, uh, get everything, all my ducks in a row, get this thing ready to just, you know, once this does lift, I want to just come out swinging, you know? Yeah. With the album record deal, the whole, the whole bit just ready to go. Sure. Do you have um, any kind of uh, label interest or anybody biting on that? Or is there somebody you're looking to work with that you're able to talk about? Well, I would really love to go with Nuclear Blast, of course. Of course. Um, great label. Love Nuclear Blast. Um, I have not ship shopped it to nobody yet. So so far at this point, it's just still an independent thing we're doing ourselves. Yeah. Um, but... I plan on having the product ready to go and uh, you know, hopefully we can get picked up by nuclear blast would be my choice. Of course. Well, of course you've got a tie in there. So that, that kind of a, uh, that kind of makes sense. I meant to ask you about that last time too. So you, you like working with nuclear blast. I've heard that they're a fantastic label. Do they really support their artists in the way that I hear they do? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, awesome team. You know, they're, they're really on top of everything. Um, you know, for example, with the uh, revelations of oblivion, man, every day we had schedules of, uh, interviews and meetings and, you know, we were all a part of like a, an app and they just all day, all night, you know, yeah, the whole team just going, you know, they're great. I think that's rare. It's good to see that. Yeah, it's really good to see that. I, I think that's kind of the perception right now with people and, and labels because, you know, the the physical side of things is has become challenging, especially, you know, with the current timeline. But, you know, with the shift to a lot of digital formats, I, I think the perception is that there's labels not really supporting artists. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I just think that's what people think. And then you have, you know, Nuclear Blast and, you know, Metal Blade and some of these other labels out there, Century Media, that really still go out of the way to support those artists. But it seems like th those are kind of the exceptions to the rule these days. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, uh, so many people have a record label now out of yeah. their house or whatever. You know? Right. And, you know, the bands will go and spend their money to record the album and get everything in place. And then, you know, these labels will just put their stamp on it, you know, and it's, it's really, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing for either yeah. party, you know? Well, it doesn't do anybody any good to have your stamp on a product that's not getting distributed, right. Or getting supported or getting promoted or, you know, working and networking. And I think that's really where all the magic on some of the really good labels is, is that they really kind of work behind the scenes to make sure that, the name is getting put out there. Cause you know, like you said, nobody benefits if that stuff just sits in somebody's bedroom somewhere and doesn't get out to the world. That's correct. Yeah. And that's just it. That's, that's what I mean. You know, with nuclear blast, for example, the, the PR team and the whole marketing, I mean, you figure this is our, all of our product, right? So the more you can get it out there, the more you can, you know, blast it around the world, the better off you're going to be no matter what. So, yeah. That's what a lot of these small labels seem not to do. Yeah. Like you're just talking about. Yeah, it's a struggle. Everybody wants to make their mark for sure. Well, I'm curious then, you know, when when all is said and done, you get the album finished, you know, mixed, mastered, signed, printed, out there to the world. Is this a project that is just a project? Or are we talking like this is something that you guys are going to make it a, this is a band and we're going to move forward all guns blazing, fire behind it. This is not just a a current time project. Right. Oh, yeah. No, we fully intend on full-blown, full-scale, you know. Um, of course, when I'm not doing Possessed, right. you know, if we're not touring or whatever, um, full, you know, I'll have to keep a close eye on and, and actually work with Jeff as far as that goes. Sure. Because... Um, you know, obviously I can't, uh, you can't do both at the same time. Right. So, right. Well, and Greg's, uh, he's still doing, uh, trauma, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you've got, that's quite a bit kind of happening, but, uh, and I, I assume then once, once everybody gets kind of back to normal, there's probably some possessed stuff that's uh, going to get picked back up for tours and whatnot. Is there, is there anything in the works as far as officially for that? Uh, yeah, we had the North America Canada tour that canceled this year. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, that's going to reschedule, uh, 2022. Holy shit. So March of 2022. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know, but I see a lot of Europe stuff opening you know, and going again. So, you know, there could very well be something next year yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Europe you know? is a uh, man. Those, those European shows, <laughs> they're pretty crazy. I mean, they definitely, they promote that kind of music with the metal and especially the, the heavier spectrums of metal. I think more than any other audience out there, they really go crazy on that stuff. So, uh, I, I would not be surprised to see you guys hit Europe again. Um, you know, I would like to see more stuff on the West coast here in the States. Cause you know, we don't get the love that the East coast gets. I mean, yeah. California does all right, but you know, you get up into Oregon and Washington and I don't know, nobody likes us anymore. I'm like, come on, man. We gave you, we gave you a sanctuary and nevermore, right? We gave you Queens, right? We gave you Faustus. Give us some fucking metal up here in the yeah. Northwest. We're dying for it. Well, you know, we all love all of you guys up there, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I definitely love to come up and play for you guys up there, you know, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So what's, uh, what's next then? What are, what are we going to hear from you next? Is this going to be the next thing we hear is, is going to be the new uh, power shift single uh, or is there something else coming out that uh, you're going to surprise on us? Uh, it'll be a power shift thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I was saying, hopefully we can get this next video out here soon. Just look for, I really look forward to the whole album, you know, hopefully, uh, Hopefully we can get picked up by a label and uh, get that underway real soon. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I would look forward to hearing that. In the meantime, you know, now that you got a little bit of, uh, of downtime, obviously you're busting your ass, you know, writing music and, and you know, keeping that element of your life together. Uh, what else are you doing? I mean, I've seen a couple posts. Uh, you guys go out there kind of uh, motocross riding, dirt bike riding, get out there and do some outdoorsy stuff. What else do you like to do right now? Man, you know... Cass and I love to ride our dirt bikes. Yeah. You know, and then of course we go out in the kayaks on the lake. And, uh, also the Klamath river is right here as well. So we'll take our, our tubes and go tube the river and yeah, you know, do you guys go river rafting at all? Yeah. I love yeah. whitewater rafting. My wife, Marsha and I have, have been out there, uh, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, kind of going down some some pretty awesome rivers, uh, Rogue River, Snake River. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I just I love the outdoors. You guys seem like very outdoorsy people, so uh, I always like to see that kind of stuff. I haven't rode dirt bikes in a while, but you know we've gone on a couple of trips on the Harley, which is always fun. Kind of just get out, put the helmet on. You know, nobody sees you. <laughs> just kind of riding out there uh, anonymously. That's uh that's really cool. Do you guys, do you guys do uh you know, any kind of street bike riding as well? No, we're just uh, dirt bikes, you know, go out there off the big jumps and ride on the tracks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll hit some of the parks and stuff. There's one in Sacramento that we really like going to. Um, it's called Prairie city. Yeah. Um, full scale motocross track and also trails. It's, it's really nice. Just go out and spend the day out there and just have a good time. Or here at the house, we just leave straight from the driveway, you know, ride around the lake. Just, we love to explore more than anything. Wow, that's awesome. And you've also got, you know, as we were saying uh, before we hopped on, though, I mean, you're you're in your home studio right now. You've actually got a, 
uh, I think you described it as a live venue. Do you actually have, you know, when it's safe to do so, have you guys had like full on shows there and things like that? We have, we've had three shows here. Um, uh, got, I've met, a. we bought a house up by the Oregon border. Okay. Yeah. That's where we up by the Oregon border. And, uh, I've met several of the local metal bands, so many great bands, you know, and so I've had a couple of them play here at the house, just like local shows. Yeah. We just have a good time, you know. And how did the, how did the neighbors, how did the neighbors respond? Are you far enough away from neighbors where they don't give you shit about it? Or do you just invite the neighbors over and say, come have a fucking party with us? <laughs> All are welcome, man. <laughs> um, We've never had a complaint, uh, but our neighbors are far enough away that I don't think it really, you know, matters. But, but yeah, we'll do karaoke here all the time, too. And just have a blast, you know, and that's why we built it, you know. Yeah. For our friends and family and the neighbors, whatever. You want to come have a good time? Come on over. Right on. You know. Well, hey, Claudius, this has been absolutely awesome. I appreciate you kind of hanging out with me again here on Misery Point Radio. Always cool to talk to you. Anything else that you want to throw out there to the world before I uh, let you get back to your uh, morning church service? Well, I just really hope that uh, everybody's doing well during this horrible time. Um, Everybody's safe and uh, loved ones are safe and healthy. I hope to get out and see everybody again real soon. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm sure that we haven't heard the uh, last of Claudius on the immediate basis. So you guys stay tuned. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for Power Shift. And I'm sure we have some stuff coming here sometime in the very near future. Claudius, thanks again, brother. Awesome to talk with you. Thank you, Mike. Have a wonderful day. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I, for one, am really stoked to hear more from these guys. So thanks again to Claudius, Jim, Greg, and now Gabe for bringing Power Shift into the universe during these crazy times. Because, you know, I truly believe that it is, in fact, the arts, the music, and the creative passions that ultimately help to bring people together with a common bond. And sometimes it really is what we need to just get through the day. So please, everybody... Keep it coming. And before I forget, I wanted to thank everyone for their patience and dedication while I reposted some of those lost episodes that were somehow swallowed by the Matrix. I still don't know what happened, but we're all good. Everything's golden. All the shows are there. I just had to take my magic podcast Lorian back in time and balance out the cosmos. So thanks again for listening. And don't forget, you can check out the show on all your favorite platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Overcast, you name it, we're on there. Make sure you follow the show on all the social media platforms as well. If you want to stay up to date on all the current happenings, please like, subscribe, share. And if you're really bored, feel free to shoot me an email to miserypointradio at gmail.com. And if you're a musician or a band or an artist, that's also a great place to send your EPKs, album links, music videos, or artistic project links because I've got some cool new things in the works over the next few months and I'm working really hard to put together some awesome new promo stuff that I hope to start rolling out before the end of the year if everything goes according to plan, uh, especially when that new studio gets completed. So I'm really looking forward to that. So send me your shit. Well, not your shit. You know what I mean. Send me your awesomeness. 
and I'll get to work putting those promos together. So that's all for now. Once more, a very heartfelt thank you, and I'll talk to you soon on Misery Point Radio.